Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Andre Duboucher for a return to the kind of lighthearted humor you've come to expect from us and an exhaustive explication of Gravy Boat Lighthouse. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful evening in the Mountain Chalet. Um, cool weather here in Los Angeles. Great. That's out of the way. I hope you're happy, Jordan. Thank you. I hope you're happy yeah. that we got through your favorite part of the show in a record six sentences, six words. I feel I didn't better. Get to... I feel better. It's like it's like an OCD thing for me. If you don't describe the weather in Los Angeles on the night we're recording, like I feel all ganked up for the rest of the time. I didn't get to bring the audience in with a beautiful word picture. I didn't get to. I didn't get to sing a song with words. Yeah. I didn't get to do some of my patented prose poetry at the top of the show. I just fucking laid it out there. I hope you want to. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do a, you know, if you want to Spalding Gray around about the about the weather. I mean, I I'm the just, Garrison Keeler of my generation, Jordan. I can just go on autopilot. We've done live shows. You've heard me say things that aren't jokes and heard the peals of laughter in the audience. It's true. <laughs> you've, you've, you are you are like Garrison Keeler in that way. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've heard me patronize people from one one third of the country and heard them eat it up like it was so much chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay, look, we're here. Let's do this thing, Jordan. Let's make this show happen. I, I, it's, this is going to be great. This is going to be our Peabody show, Jordan. Might be. This is going to be the be. show that wins us, if not a Peabody, then a Polk. Yeah. If not a Polk, then a Cable Ace Award. Sure. <laughs> Let's introduce... They will bring back the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards specifically to give one to this episode of this show. <laughs> um, best Kiss, MTV Movie Awards, 1998, Jordan Jesse Go, episode 204, featuring guest Andre Duboucher. Andre, welcome to the program. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a joy, a delight <laughs> to have you here. Andre, of course, uh, not only a, uh, I guess, a stand-up comedian is, is insufficient, you might say, a solo sketch comedian, a solo performer, uh, yeah, but also a, uh, also a writer for the Conan O'Brien television program, uh, which I believe is called Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Turner Broadcasting System, um, which is uh, the Superstation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do they still it, call it the Superstation? I'm pretty sure they still call it the Superstation. Okay, all right, I believe you. Yeah. That's one of those situations. Is this correct? You, you correct me if I'm on, wrong, no. Andre. Uh, this is one of those things where you get the cast together. You get the cast of the show together. Mm-hmm. They put it in an order for 100 episodes. Right. Um, and you produce those 100 episodes over the course of one calendar year. So you have all the writers. You right. get a studio audience in. Mm-hmm. You tape three a week until you're wrapped. I think you're confusing us with the shows that Tyler Perry 
producers. Right. I am thinking of Tyler Perry's yeah. House of Pain. Yeah. Okay. But that you does... guys are pr- your show is pretty folksy though, right? I mean, it's still folksy. Uh, yeah. There's a folksiness yeah. to it, I guess. Christian you know, Co- Conan and Andy have a uh, fairly infrequently, I would say, people of color. Um, fairly. Sassy grandmas, though it uh, does have sassy grandmas. We do have, yeah, we have that recurring character, sassy grandma. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. anyone go upside anyone else's head? Is that has uh, behind has, the scenes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, now, Andre, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you made it out tonight because you mentioned you. Uh, before we sat down that you're you've been playing Skyrim, mm-hmm. uh, and this is destroying lives all over my social circle. Oh, is it? Really? I'm surprised yeah. you didn't. Like, you didn't feign sickness or something to play this video game, Skyrim. And I'm surprised that people who play this video game have social circles. <laughs> oh, they do. But Yes. <laughs> I don't really think that. It's huge. This you Now, what is this? I've only heard, like, basically all I know about this Skyrim mm-hmm. uh, is essentially what Jordan just said. Like, I keep hearing people on the internet say that it's consuming their lives. I don't even know what kind of I don't know what kind of video game it is. Uh, I would I guess I would. It's say a, a it's a, a it's kind of a seer, spiritual sequel to Marble Madness. <laughs> okay. I think if you remember the old Marble Madness for the NES, this is just kind of like an updated. I version. figured it was like one a, of those. Yeah, it's like a Super Mario game, right? To collect gold coins, do a lot of hopping. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hold B to run. So it's like a Tomogachi pet simulator, pet simulator <laughs> exactly. kind of thing. Yes. Right. Okay. I got it. I got you. Does it have? It's like one of those things where you uh, grow a fish with a man's face mm-hmm. inside of a fish tank. That's right. And uh, every so often, Leonard Nimoy's voice scolds you. That's exactly the kind of game we're talking. About. <laughs> okay, great. No, you know it's it's funny, and and I I do not I don't play this game, and I usually don't play this type of game. But kind of something that I'm observing from people playing it is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the main portion of the game takes an obscenely long amount of time, but right. you can divert off this kind of main path and do these side quests. Yeah, and it's let's like a- say the main game takes sixty hours to complete. Uh, I, that's just a guesstimate. Uh, yeah, it might even be more like a hundred. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. It is it's something like that. But people are kind of bragging how long they can play the game without actually finishing it. There are people who are like, <laughs> it's like "Yeah, I've been playing a hundred hours and I haven't even finished it." Like oh God, they're trying a... to like extend. Like it's like I imagine it's how Sting talks about sex. I was just about to say it's it like sounds the like tantric sex sexual of stamina. video games. Yeah. Well, is, is that how your your experience? Yeah, well, I played the the previous game. Have you had sex uh, with Sting? I guess is what I'm asking. Oh uh, no, I have not had okay. sex with Sting. No, uh, isn't that I, isn't that like the whole purpose of getting staffed on a show like Conan to meet and have sex with celebrities? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Sting specifically, <laughs> specifically or Sting? at the very least, like Phil Collins. <laughs> but you know, uh, that's a fool's errand. I think if you go into this uh, business with hopes of sleeping with Phil Collins, you're really betting on a very uh, slim chance. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I cross my fingers. A, Hopefully something a, like that will happen to me at some point. That but. guy's a legendary soft dick. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's sure. Peter Gabriel that has the... Uh, yeah, that guy's yeah. a fucking diamond. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, at anything. Like, I mean, you know, a pair of corduroy pants yeah. and Gabriel standing at attention. Yeah, sure. Um, but no, are you trying to, to draw out the game experience as long as possible? Or do you want to complete it? Wait, hold on. Can you guys tell me what this thing is? Uh, oh, oh, it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, 
on the Xbox, basically, okay. right? Yeah, if that's, you wanna that's a great boil yeah, it down to for sure. It's, gotcha. one, it's single person. You don't play against other people, and it's just you as this character wandering around this kind of you know giant landscape, fighting monsters and going on quests. And stuff. I get it. I yeah. I had a Dungeons and Dragons game for my PC XT, The Secret of the Silver Something or Others. So. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I know a little something about playing Dungeons and Dragons on a Microsoft product. <laughs> right, right. So uh, yeah, it's just uh, you just wander around and uh, you can keep playing it even after you finish the main quest. It don't, you don't have to like delay that gratification. You can just sort of, you know, like in the last game I played uh, Oblivion, which was the sequel. I'm um, sorry, the prequel to this game. You just uh, you finish the main quest and then just keep wandering around the world in- indefinitely. I mean, really, yeah. you know. And are you uh, are you good or evil? It seems like there's a lot a lot of people talk about kind of like if their actions are good or evil. Like, are you doing one or the other? Are you striving <laughs> to be virtuous or not? I usually try to be virtuous. Okay. Uh, it's because it's it makes the game uh, more. I find it makes it more interesting and also harder if you play it as a you know a good guy. Because uh, if you just kind of kill everyone that you come across and steal their stuff, it's pretty boring and easy. And uh, you know, I'll I'll save the I don't know I'll, I'll kill innocent people once in a while just if they're in my way to complete some sort of sure <laughs> task or whatever. But well, they look kind of know. faggy. Yes, that's why I yeah that's why I got the game to sure. be, to beat up virtual <laughs> <laughs> beat up medieval fags. Sure, Andre, exactly. I have to I have to come at this from a slightly different perspective. I'm glad mm-hmm. we're discussing strategy and gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here's my question. This is only the tip of the iceberg. You've you've been writing. That's what Peter Gabriel says. You've been hey. you've been writing on the on the Conan program uh, at the very mm. least since it's been here in uh, s- since it's been here in Los Angeles on TBS. Correct. You you yeah. started on the Tonight Show, right? I started on the late night show in New York there for you go. Uh, just the last couple months of that show, and then moved out here. There you go. So you you would say this is a reasonably demanding job, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's mentally taxing, and the hours are. Uh, Actually, the hours aren't too bad as far as TV shows go, but you know. But it's hard. It's, somebody, uh, look, somebody's gonna, somebody's gotta sit down, fucking focus, and come up with Gravy Boat Lighthouse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I can't help but notice you got a wedding ring on your finger. Yep. Yep. I got married. Uh, you uh, got a wife or husband to come home to? I've got a, a lovely wife. She's yeah. awesome. You got a yeah. beautiful wife to come home to, uh, or lovely, as you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, I presume she demands some of your time and attention? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where does playing Dungeons & Dragons on the Xbox fit into all of this? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, well, right now she's out of town for a week, so that uh, that's why I started playing the game. Uh-huh. And then uh, if... if if she were around, I'd probably be, uh, you know. So is this she, something she you can to to jack off or... to? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. no well, well, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, actually, that's not a bad. I mean, uh, no. uh, if you get the right power ups, <laughs> if you if, if you mm. design your character to be hot enough. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's always I always have this weird um, this weird moment when I have to design an avatar for a game. I don't like that. I would rather oh, be told what my character looks like. I don't like the responsibility of right. like picking their jawline and their skin tone. Oh, I, really? I, I literally the first ten. Well, I don't want to say ten hours. I'd say the first like five or six hours of playing Skyrim was me 
like designing what my character's face looked like and then wow. and then like scrapping it and starting over and then it's so hard know. to make them look like it right i mean have they yeah. developed they've not really developed a system to make it anything other than really difficult to make it look how you want to look right yeah pretty much i mean and they give you especially in this game they give you too many parameters it's like what he was saying it's like you, you are it should just meddling be with the jawline and and how close the eyes are set together and you know, the skin tone and then, you know... It should have two settings. It should have a setting where it takes... Dude or gal, yeah. It takes a picture of you and makes <laughs> your guy look like that. Right. And then it should have another setting that makes it look like Mr. T, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what people I'd want. Sure. Yeah, you want to play as like, someone who looks like yourself. Or, someone or Mr. Who, T. Or as Mr. T. <laughs> like, what if Mr. T was a basketball guy? Or what if Mr. T had magic right. powers? That's... Right? I, what if Mr. T had Mr. a big T. sword? That would be tremendous. Did you just say sword? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you Why pronounce, not? You pronounce the W. That's great. Yeah, throw it in there. <laughs> Talking about T. <laughs> Mr. T and his sword. I say swarp. <laughs> uh, so you, you not only press the W, you, you change the D to a P. I yeah. do, yes. He's into consonant, consonant <laughs> substitution. It's sort of like Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah. Oh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle that I'm into. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's when I'm when that character customization part of the game comes around, like that. That's the thing that makes me feel a little too nerdy. Like that's the thing where I start to feel <laughs> ashamed of myself. Like that's when I don't know. It's like I feel like it's the difference between watching, you know, a standard pornography movie right. and uh, something a little weirder. Like I honestly start to feel like when I am adjusting my character's jawline and. You know the pattern on their tunic. That's when I feel like you know what I uh, my my life has gone off the rails. You know right. what's an you know what's an interesting kind of pornography to me. Hmm. It's that's, a, that's my character, by the way. I took, this type of <laughs> pornography. Can we, oh, type could, of oh, pornography. Actually, can we, uh, I'd, actually, I'd like to see. Would you pa- would you pass? Yeah, pass it around. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at it's this. Funny so, so, that it's, do you have a picture of your wife on your phone, or is it yes. just your yeah, Skyrim? Yeah, okay, yes, you I do. do. <laughs> In addition to your Skyrim character. You also have pictures of your You're like family. a some like a like a a squat faced lynx. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's kind of he's got kind of some tiger uh He's like a tiger li- colorations and he's got either ears of like a lynx. Yeah, yeah he's like a he's like a you know what he's like? He's like what if a lynx was also half Andre Duboucher? Exactly. He's got that scowl. Oh yeah. He's like part he does part not, lynx he and part does Andre Duboucher. He does not look unlike you. Is that was that part of it? Was this is that part of the idea? Was to make it look oh, no. like a well, just for jack off purposes? You with the jacking off? You keep right. All right fine. Yes, <laughs> it is for jack off purposes. <laughs> you know what is uh, Jordan? Can I ask you one quick pornography yeah, yeah, yeah. related question? Sure, just I have one quick. too. Um, here, this is a weird type of pornography to me. Mm-hmm. It's a type of pornography where it's definitely pornography, but it's there's no sex or nudity in it. Where there is something going on that is a porn thing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't involve boobs or wieners or uh, uh, vaginas. Sounds like you've just been watching Two Broke Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, does it come on for half an hour on Tuesdays? Well, is that, that the kind gives, of porn That certainly about? gives me a, a, a peals of laughter boner. Sure. <laughs> Wait, wait, I don't know. I, I don't are, are even you, know what you're saying? talking about. I, I ejaculate uncontrollable <laughs> giggles. <laughs> um, like, uh, I think maybe actually it, it may have been you that I was talking about this with. I now realize as we were taking pictures with our friend Zach Wolf the other day. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there is a type of... <laughs> this is not what it sounds like. There, there is a type of pornography that just features uh, giant women. Uh, and oh, you mean obese women? Sure. Or, no, or no, tall? no, giant, as in uh, 50 feet tall. Like, the what makes okay. it pornography is that right. they are as tall as a building. Right. And they're not naked or fucking. They're just as tall as a building. And does... Are these... Uh, are there, like, males in the... In the illustration yeah, like, at all, but or? but it's is but the men in the illustration are, are sort, sort of, of like, like throttled and held like Godzilla would hold a maybe, but generally <laughs> I think yeah. they're just sort of standing next to the women, sort of like the man <laughs> that stands next to a dinosaur to show you what size a dinosaur it's is. Like, ah, check this out. <laughs> yeah, first, they're there for <laughs> scale yeah. to show scale exactly. Like or and I mean I think probably the most common form of this type of pornography would be foot fetishism. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like someone just like poking their foot out or something or right. wearing a special kind of sex shoe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is that is weird to me. Like almost anything happening where there's sex happening mm-hmm. is not weird to me. But as soon as you remove all the actual As sex, soon as you yeah. remove the sex part, right. but it's still definitely pornography, that starts to be make me uncomfortable. Hmm. I mean, there's certainly sex things that could make me uncomfortable, too. But how too. do you know it's pornography, then, if there's no sex involved? Someone's jacking off to it. So there's no, <laughs> it's behind a paywall. And you definitely know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know that the purposes of these pictures is to jack off. Right. It's positive. A, yes. Okay. And the best way to tell is if it's behind a paywall. So uh, a gotcha. good example right. would be with these giant women websites or Steve uh, Puck. Uh, Times Select, New York Times Select. Uh, mm-hmm. Would be another like Maureen Dowd. Uh, of course, everyone is one presumes everyone's jacking off to her fiery <laughs> opinions because she's behind a paywall. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, um, you know, certain fantasy sure. sports analysts, <laughs> Manola Dargis webcam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball tonight, in, like uh, the insider stuff on ESPN. Yeah, sure, Peter erotic. Gammons. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, I thought that when you when you brought up porn, I thought you were starting to say that playing video games of that, like role playing games of that nature, is sort of a, a form of pornography because it's all vicarious acting oh. through. Oh, you know. and you do it when your wife is away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I think I think it's worth it's worth telling in this uh, in, in this context. It's I, um, you know, I I have a uh, I'll I'll back up. I'm, I'll start from the I'll start from a reasonable place to begin this story. Uh, no, I just uh, I was on a, a date a couple of years ago, and this was the first time she had come into the house, and she saw my video game console hooked up to my TV, and she looked at it, and she looked at me, and she says. What you use that to jack off, and that was like that was I mean that was the this isn't gonna work out Jeez. moment. But it's I feel like there is the this, whole notion like, that it might be a video game console just like she leapt right over that and went right. right. Yeah, did she exactly. mean it literally? She wasn't just mocking you for liking video games. No, there was a genuine like like there was a there was a condescension threatenedness in her voice, you oh, know. Right. And I think it's like that, you know, it's like when that significant other finds the you know, finds the porn on your computer or a dirty magazine or something, there's the, like, oh, this is what you like? Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and, you know, maybe this girl had been a, you know, World of Warcraft widow at some point or something like that. But she obviously had these, like, aggressive feelings towards video games and thought it was just for, like, shut any masturbators. Is that someone whose World of Warcraft character's uh, husband dies? 
Right, in a raid. Gotcha. A, yeah. yeah. Goblins, usually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's like with all this, you know, like, I, you know, people talk about how, you know, like how mainstream video games are now or how, you know, everybody's a little nerdy. But like, no, I think there are still some people who see it and automatically jump to, oh, you're a weird shut in. Right. Who? Do you do you play uh, uh, Andres? You you like me am are a, am a married man. Yes. Uh, do you play video games with your wife, or is your wife interested in video games at all? Uh, she's not interested in them. I tried to uh, get her to play like you know football against me and stuff like that. She's not. <laughs> she's not. She's just not. You started it. with the easy stuff. Yeah. Um, usually, yeah. If, if I'm sitting there playing video games, she'll sometimes watch a little bit while she's reading or whatever, but. Most of the time, she has no interest. I have. I, I am not. I mean, I, I am uh, like what you might call. I, I think I'm the classic definition of a casual video game player. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess casual video game player now means somebody who plays Farmville. Yeah, I think. I think that. Yeah, that means Angry Birds and Solitaire. But but yeah, but I think your your definition fits. That's that's yeah. fine. I, I probably I, I probably play you know uh, an hour or two of video games a week. You know, I just fire it up once in a while right. and play some video games. Um, and you know, sometimes I'll buy a video game I enjoy and I'll play it and, you know, maybe almost win. Right. Or whatever. One time I beat a video game. <laughs> um, but, uh. It just, it just never takes over your life. The yeah, way. yeah. My, my wife really loves me and, uh, mm-hmm. she wants to, um, she wants to, uh, connect with me. That's the word I'm right. looking for on a human level. Right. And so she wants to participate in, uh, what's this? Oh yeah, couple activities, mm-hmm. and so um, since I hate hiking, which is her interest, <laughs> I love hiking, and I'm a real dick of it. Well, maybe you should marry my wife. <laughs> no, my wife also likes hiking. So, um, and you could have two hiking wives. How cool would that be? Oh, that'd be great. Come on, man, take them up on it. <laughs> um, uh, so she's she's been really really nice about uh, playing video games with me, and. I've tried I've tried a broad variety of different video games to play with her. Um I bought I, I I initially I thought that the best kind of video game to play with her would be a video game where we're on the same team. Right. Uh like uh like an adventure game where we're running around and killing guys. Right. And uh whatever. And I and I asked I, I think this was actually a topic on Jordan Jesse Go three or four years ago. I asked our video game literate uh listeners what game I should get. And on their advice, I think I bought Lego Star Wars. And it, basically what happened is <laughs> I'm not and we should explain, I am not good at video games. I mean I I could certainly be worse at video games, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a video game system until I was like 13. Um, so I would only really only play occasionally at friends' houses. Um, I was a poor kid. And, um, you know, I, I, I never really played a lot of the kind of video games where you have to be really good at pressing the buttons. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so uh, I'm not like masterful at, at video games. And basically anyone who's, uh, who enjoys playing video games can beat me at pretty much any video game. Right. Um, Probably me too. I mean, that's why I only play the ones where it's just me against the computer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, what happened when we played the one where, uh, where we're on the same team is uh, my wife would like go the wrong way 
mm-hmm. <laughs> go the wrong direction and stuff. Right. Um, and uh, and then I'd be like, "No, you're going the wrong way. Go, go the other way. Go the same way I'm going. Right. We'll go forward, forward. Go forward. Right. It is. Yeah. I think playing playing video games with a significant other is like this. It's this unnecessary stress. Like I, I'm. You, you know, might, you might as well compete against. Right. It, it is. It is like okay. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of when I've had the most fights with people I've been dating, and it's when we've been moving. You know, like when you're moving and you're like, you know, lift the desk. Turn it right. that way. No, 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 the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't put that well, on top of that. Well, and it's ready. just this don't... thing where you're yeah. snapping at each other and you're frustrated. Right. And I feel like video games are the closest thing, like playing video games with a significant other, it's the closest thing to just moving with them every night. Right. Like <laughs> trying, to, trying to move a couch through a doorway that's just yes. a little too small. Exactly. Right. Uh, yes, I don't know. If, anybody, people will probably tell you that a good game to play with a significant another is New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. It's kind of mm-hmm. just this old... Uh, it's a Mario game that's very, very much like the Mario game that everybody has played. Uh, but there's this uh, element of fucking each other over that you can do. <laughs> like you can, you know, you can work together to get all the coins or get to the end of the level. But if you see a mushroom that you want, you can uh, bounce off your uh, your partner's head to get the <laughs> mushroom. So you right. can, you know, exploit them to get things. And uh, it's that impulse that I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, that game's a relationship destroyer. I um I, I, so we switched so we gave up on that. Okay, the one next. I was willing to keep trying that, but it made my wife feel too bad that she felt that I was yelling at her. So then you just started doing right. group sex stuff at Sting's house. Yeah, exactly. So we switched to. You had the same arguments. Yeah, turn no, it. No, don't, no, don't, don't put that on no, top of that. Not, that doesn't go in that's, there. Uh, that doesn't go in. All right. Well, we switched to basketball. Put a blanket down. I don't. <laughs> Thinking of other moving things that could be sex things. We switched to basketball. So Send Jesse I have, a Twitter at. I have, uh, I have a basketball video game called NBA 2K6. 2K6. Uh, 2K6. Okay. Uh, and this is, a, this is a fun, very fun basketball game for the Xbox 360 console. Uh-huh. And I recommend this game highly. Uh, you can get it for ninety nine cents at your local <laughs> probably get, yeah. at your local game spot. Find a blockbuster that's closing down. <laughs> yeah, go out back. There should be a box of them. Um, and uh, my wife and I have been playing this game together for. I mean, this game is two K six, so that means it came out in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. We probably bought it in two thousand seven because uh, I will only buy a video game that costs fifteen dollars or less. Right. Um, you bought um, L.A. Noir, though, right? I did, yeah. I did buy L.A. Noir for $30. I think I paid $30 for L.A. Noir. Um, Never played that one. How was that one? It's incredibly... I heard... It's yeah. fucking retarded. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard it was like really <laughs> it's, dull. And it seems like... like the game I would love more than any other game in the history of the world, except that uh, it is basically based on the biggest bullshit in the history of the universe. Which is the facial recognition? You're supposed to tell whether a computer is lying. You can to tell you. if someone's lying just by what their face. Yeah, I mean, there's right. no. It's just, it's just insane. There's no like. There's Sounds no rhyme tedious. or reason to it. It's so tedious and yeah. awful. Um, but it's fun in other ways. I mean, it's fun to go every part that I, I should like. I do like. Right. I like driving around old timey Los Angeles. 
But that's a little bit boring. Yeah, that would be the part I would just drive around. Let's take a drive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Obey all the traffic laws. That's fun. <laughs> so we took, up, we took up basketball. And we've been playing basketball together, I'd say, once a week. Teammates or against each other? Against each other. Okay. We tried teammates, but what would happen is, again, the same kind of stuff. Right. I'm open. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, we'll play. We'll do against. And my wife knows the rules of basketball. She played on a basketball team for five or six years and like from, you know, elementary through middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe maybe into her beginning of high school. Um, and so we're at this point where we've been we've done this hundreds upon hundreds of times. And we have made special teams. <laughs> Each of us has a special team. My team is composed of guys that I am basketball players that I'm fond of. And I right. have not really followed sports closely mm-hmm. since I was about 15. And uh, her team is composed of shoes and handbags. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitches be crazy. Oh, ladies. Um, <laughs> So my team, even in the 2K6 game, my team is composed exclusively of 40-year-old basketball players. Right. <laughs> and my team, like, uh, the scale goes from 1 to 100, and, like, the worst team in the NBA is, like, a 60. Mm-hmm. And my team is, like, a 28 or something like that, right? It's, like, as bad as a team could But you're only using be. it to play against your wife anyway. Yeah, so exactly, right. exactly. What's and her special team, uh-huh. like... Uh, is Carrie, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't know anymore, Shit! Who are the other sex in the city, ladies? Uh, Gilda, Beyonce, yeah, the skipper, and Rowena, yeah. <laughs> the skipper. Jordan said the skipper. Uh, um, and, uh, uh, scary wait, what are we? spice, <laughs> posh, um, uh, crackle. Teresa's team is Pop. Teresa's team is like like Kobe Bryant is like her backup shooting guard. All right, so she's loaded. She has every best gotcha. player. Every best player is on her team. And she's beat me like twice. Yeah, I was just going to say, you probably still. <laughs> Two times she's beat me. And I don't know what to do. Like, I would like to encourage her. Like, it would be more fun for me. Like, I really like playing with her. And I would like it if she was better than me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. And there's only so far. I've already made her team as good as it can be and my team as bad as it can be. So you might have to make up special rules. Like I'm, I'm only allowed to take three point shots, or yeah, you have you know. to you have to drink half a bottle of Nyquil before you play. But, but here's the thing: like so you're sleepy. We've been, we've been playing to like. Are, there was a point when you know my hours at the game were uh, were dramatically higher than her hours at the game. You know, maybe I went into this thing with twenty hours of uh, NBA two K experience, mm-hmm. gameplay experience, and her with zero. So I was way ahead of her. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you know... You should be fairly... I'm at 400 hours of uh, NBA 2K experience. She's at 380 hours of NBA 2K experience. And it's not like I'm sitting Uh, around doing drills. This is going to be an excuse for you to brag that you've been reading the Malcolm Gladwell book. All right, we know. (laughs) We know. The Beatles played for 10,000 hours. Uh, One of my least favorite things about going to uh, auditions is uh, there will always be an actor who brings that Malcolm Gladwell book to them to sit in the waiting room with. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just to like, as an excuse to talk about it anyway. Um, without fail. I find, yeah, that book is, I liked that book a lot, but it definitely, you, you, you can get a sort of deflating feeling when you read it because you realize like, Oh, we're just the product of our environments and of, you know, we're like, there's no such thing as like 
destiny or right or innate or, talent yeah, or like no one's, yeah no one's no one's, one's special no one's meant to be you know you know what fuck just... malcolm gladwell <laughs> fuck that guy you know i actually i, have, I am I don't so have any... <laughs> fucking sick of all world information being fit into noteworthy narratives <laughs> into narratives that you would want to tell someone else about in three sentences or less exactly. fuck that Fuck it. I you know, you know I, I give I have, me Tad friend every day. <laughs> I don't have any problem uh, necessarily with Malcolm Gladwell. It just seems to me that 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 book and that like thing has just become like the go to conversation piece right. for someone who has nothing else to talk about. It's right. like oh, I've read this. They I'm, say it like, takes ten thousand hours to you know, right. Get yeah, good did you know? Yeah, and I feel like right. it's like the guys who learn magic tricks to get pussy. I feel like that is the <laughs> right. like the the book equivalent of that. Like oh, right. I've just learned this. Also, Malcolm Gladwell didn't invent that. Some guys that spent their lives right. doing research invent that. And then Malcolm he Gladwell it just a, yeah. reads stuff until something is like. Yeah, that's a bullshit. Somebody wanted what I want to tell somebody about. I'll also, write a hundred page women, book about it. Why are you right. fucking guys who know magic tricks? <laughs> oh, I don't. Are they though? I don't know. Maybe. I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, some people. Yeah. I don't Wait, know. Did Good Malcolm question. Gladwell write a book about how guy, women are fucking guys who know magic tricks? <laughs> <laughs> that's his next one. I'm just mad because I don't. Know. I'm just mad because I don't know any magic tricks. That's mine. I don't know. If anybody wants to play, if anybody's, okay, if anybody has NBA 2K6, mm-hmm. but isn't very good at it <laughs> and wants to play it against me on the internet with the Xboxes, let's do it. Make it happen. You Post only on the forum. aren't good at it. Well, you can't, you don't have to be like terrible you at should, it. Uh, you should play against Camille Nanjiani. Is he good at it? Oh, wait, he's no, probably he's pro- really no, he's really good. No, at I'm it. sorry, he's really he's probably really good at it. Yeah. Does he well, does he like sports? NBA uh 2K the NBA 2K series is like his favorite series of games. Oh. He's, he's probably got at least 2K7. Yeah. If not yeah. an even higher number. It's possible I have 2K7. It might be 2K7 that I have, not 2K6. Just think to yourself which restaurants has Magic Johnson opened in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that's a good like signifier as to what the date is. Does he have a TGI Fridays yet? Mine does. If so, ha- then it's 2K7. Mine does have some weird solo modes. Like, there's one where you're like a street basketball player and you have to like, oh, you make have to, it like, to the NBA or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, they're so weird. Like, they're so, like, they're so, like, awkward. And obviously, someone just said, like, make a fucking thing where a guy does this. Yeah, it's tough to. I think. I think it's always a challenge for those sports games to get people to buy the because you have to do one a year. You know, you just have to do it every year, and that's like what you know. There's the guys who just buy them every year, just because of the new rosters and stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the casual guy who does own six and eight, but not ten. Like, how do you get him to buy it? And yeah, so I think those sports games definitely have. Like, modern sports games have a lot of weird bullshit just because they're striving to get people to buy right. them. A lot of, like, life simulation modes. That's a weird sure, thing that's yeah. in a surprising number You've of modern... You've got to call your agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't carry a gun in the airport. Yeah. Like, know. I think they figured out that it's hard to get right the thing where, like, uh, you're, like, running your team. Like, it's hard to make it so the other teams are smart enough that you can't just trick them into trading. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, they've never gotten that right. Like, they've never gotten to the point where you can't somehow just trick the computer teams <laughs> right. into trading you their best players. 
And so they've just gotten to the point where they're like, well, there's no tricking if we just arbitrarily say, oh, you've gotten addicted to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you get addicted to cocaine? Is it that? I don't think you're allowed to put and... cocaine in video games. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a negative... Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Look, it lowers your stats. Right. I mean, I guess it's one thing if the cocaine boosted great. your shooting power. <laughs> it would be great if it made you awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just fa- <laughs> faster, funnier. It's like a white cloud of powder floating around the guy's head as he dribbles. <laughs> great news, Dwight Gooden. <laughs> you won the 1985 NL Cy Young Award. And then you just... And then there's just like a... Cocaine, the, very, the, faint, the faint sound of grinding teeth. Like throughout the whole game, <laughs> you you have you have received a package from Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you open it? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Andre Duboucher. You, you can have a nickname if you oh, want to. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm the Count of... Uh, um, I'm the Count of Cheeseburgers. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's really Which is fun. Actually, that's actually a fairly accurate title for myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad... All right. Do you have, do you... Technically, I'm the Duke of Cheeseburgers, <laughs> but... Well, lately, yeah. You live at Burger Manor? I do. Up on... <laughs> You uh, up on on Cheddar Hill, Andre. (laughs) Andre was a guest. I was just talking with uh, my uh, beautiful wife Teresa about this. Andre was a guest on one of the first ever live Sound of Young America programs. That's right. Mm. Andre was a guest on the Sound of Young America live in New York City in. 2006? Yeah, maybe 2005 or 6. 2K6? Yeah, 2K6. Yeah, 2K6. What was Magic Johnson up to, guys? Oh, man. (laughs) Andre did a a wonderful bit, uh, an orientation for new vampires. Called so so you're going so you're going to be so you've been so, so you've, you've been, turned. been turned yeah yeah and it was like a PowerPoint presentation oh it was yeah. it was delightful I encourage it's still it's still up there on maximumfun.org if you search Andre Dubouche on maximumfun.org yeah, I think I still link to that from my site oh too. excellent yeah. it's it's fantastic it's hilarious um, thank you very much uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about Jordan no, is it no no we're here to talk about something very specific we sure. alluded to it in the first segment but. Now we're going to explicate it a little bit. Yeah. We're going to blow this thing up. We're going to blow this thing sky high. It's probably the most Tear important. the lid off of it? <laughs> it's probably the most important development in comedy since, <laughs> I don't know, the Coneheads. Um, yeah, wow, really? Maybe Monty Python. It's up there. I mean, you have Thank you. possibly you know, the invention of the doubles act. You have A Night at the Opera, A Day at the Races. Yeah. And then I think nothing for about 60 years. <laughs> Yeah. Then, gravy boat lighthouse. Gravy boat lighthouse. Wow. Uh, This is a sketch from the Conan television program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Conan. Uh, It's on TBS, the Superstation. It's probably following a Back to the Future movie. Sure. (laughs) Preceding House of Pain. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Does that does TBS still show a lot of Back to the Future movies? I think that's my like poll for TBS, but I don't know if that's true. I I always think of TBS as like Family Guy reruns. Oh yeah, a lot of Family uh, Guy reruns. Bang Theory. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, some Seinfeld. Maybe. Too good. Meow. Anyway, um, but Gravy Boat Lighthouse, and this was done for the occasion of Thanksgiving. Yeah, this was about just about a year ago, two thousand ten. Right. 
Um, tell us the premise of Gravy Boat Lighthouse. Uh, if you're a crazy person who thinks that your gravy <laughs> boat is a real boat. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. I love Gravy Boat Lighthouse. If, you, if you're an insane person who thinks your gravy boat is a real boat and you're worried that it's going to crash and sink, then you need a lighthouse in, in your mashed potatoes to help guide the gravy boat to, to the shore. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh. <laughs> and, th- and this is a fake commercial for this product. For this product. Oh yeah, no, it's not a real product. Oh right? no, no, yeah, no, no, no. sketches. It's a commercial parody where we make up a product mm. and then we we uh, pretend that we're advertising it. Uh, I mean, what was the zenith? What was the germ that that created that planted the seed in your brain soil that that nurtured <laughs> the sapling that grew into the uh, mighty? Comedy oak that is Gravy Boat Lighthouse. Just one day you were really tired and angry. <laughs> Probably that describes me most of the time, actually. But <laughs> I uh, no, you know, you know, we were asked to pitch uh, ideas for Thanksgiving, and I, um, I probably submitted like a page of ideas, and that was one. It was probably literally, uh, you know, are you a crazy person who thinks your gravy boat's a real boat? And you're worried it's going to crash. You need the gravy boat lighthouse. It was probably that was the entirety probably <laughs> of what I wrote on that page, and uh, it, got, not- it got it got it got. You know, I was told, yeah, that's that sounds like a funny idea. Go make it. And so then we had to figure out, well, all right, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, so, and uh, as there is this the first time that you've. What was the reaction to Gravy Boat Lighthouse? Was it was it immediate? Did you know immediately that you have, had caught lightning in a bottle? No, no. I mean, because it didn't uh, it didn't do great on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it got it got some laughs, but it was like okay, well, you know, I was very proud. It of did it great of, with me. Oh, I thanks. want to make it clear. I saw it when it aired on the show, and I couldn't believe <laughs> a. I couldn't believe I was watching a real television program where this was really allowed to be on television, and right. B. I couldn't believe that I was so lucky as to get to watch it. Oh, thanks. It was, it was it, and you, well, you know, to me, it was even kind of it was meaningful a little bit. Like it was, it was like you know, like God. I mean, all the stuff, all the Conan stuff had been going on for so long. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the the Tonight Show, and then where is he going to go? And it, you know, is you know, will will his crew have jobs and how much money and what's going to happen to Jay Leno and was all this stuff and it, I felt like, um, you know, Conan wasn't, you know, I felt like he didn't just have to be funny, but he had to like address all this stuff that was going on right. and a lot of the humor he was doing was like about his situation, right? Uh, and it was all really really funny and and, and you know, uh, he handled it way way more hilariously than anyone could have possibly hoped but like when i saw gravy boat lighthouse i'm like you know what he's back like <laughs> you know like this here's is the some, kind some pure stupidity yes finally, like finally. here's the kind yeah, of yeah, just yeah. crazy dumb stuff like here's the reason why the conan o'brien organization is a great one like it has i agree just, that's yeah. it's like the dumb stuff that i latched onto as a kid when i first saw it and i'm like oh this is great like this is as <laughs> asinine and stupid as something that would have been on late night, you <laughs> that, know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly why I was happy to, that we did it. It was because yeah. I finally was, you know, my, one of my heroes, Brian Stack, is in it. He had been one of the sort of, you know, main performers on late night for years and years and years. And I just was so tickled. that I was like, there he is. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making him say the stupid stuff. <laughs> There it is. Shuverine. Sh- <laughs> oh, I guess he didn't play Shuverine. No, Shuverine is Andrew Weinberg. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Very another very funny guy. Ghost the ghost crooner. There he is, the ghost crooner. <laughs> sure. Right. 
Um, it really is probably the dumbest, stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen on television in my entire life. Excellent. Um, I mean, it is so, so <laughs> stupid. And it is uh and it is a whole sketch too. It's you guys a did a really <laughs> a whole with the production. There's like uh-huh. a little production there. There's a there's <laughs> there's yeah, as you said, Brian's in it. He does some really committed acting. Oh yeah. yeah. He does some really serious acting. Uh-huh. And it really not only did I laugh uproariously, but I was moved by it. I thought it was. I thought it was. It's touching that these three insane guys have all. Uh, well, I think in the way <laughs> well, that somebody's somebody's catering to their insanity, they're yes. not like like let's cure these guys with medication and therapy. Like let's cater to their you know outlandish right. fears by creating. The commercial a even starts with the the announcer saying, "Are you an insane person?" <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this is then this is for you. I think you know. I think that just as when. Just like when when Space Ghost Coast to Coast came on television and uh, like there were like 20 year old stoned guys across the country were just like, oh, man, somebody somebody really cares about 20 year old stone guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? Speaking to me. Like, oh, this different stuff is happening and it's not really connected. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, non sequiturs. Yeah, this stuff is just non sequiturs. Um, I think that uh, this spoke to me in a in a similar way, in that it was like, wow, uh, this is like a contest to see who can come up with the stupidest <laughs> yeah. idea, absolutely, <laughs> and commit to it without without the slightest bit of hesitation. So I guess exactly. I guess my next question is where are like where are you in the development process for the Gravy Boat Lighthouse movie? Like, are you guys still pitching? Is there a script? You is did it, bring back still, a Gravy Boat Lighthouse, right? I saw like a sequel there segment was a, to Gravy Boat Lighthouse. It was the anti. It was the Gravy Boat anti piracy gun turret. <laughs> Which was if, if you were worried that Somalian pirates were going to hijack your gravy boat, <laughs> you, you had I haven't a gun. seen that. Oh yeah, it's, yeah it, was, it was for this past Thanksgiving. Oh wow. So yeah, um, um, and it's just as stupid. <laughs> You'll be happy to know. And the movie will be yeah. directed by like a Rennie Harlan. Yeah, I think we're going to go with Harlan somebody Williams. No, more like a Rennie Harlan. <laughs> Actually, we have a guy named Rennie Harlan Williams. Oh okay, he's, he's very funny and. <laughs> He's he's very over budget usually, uh, <laughs> and German. Yeah, and German. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be huge. We still have to f- figure out the script. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go with it, like rom com. I mean, I guess if you have action, Rennie think, Harland Williams, I think we want to see action action movie. You yeah, know, you maybe a right. little romance. Sure, maybe get uh, Minka Kelly in there to play oh, sure. the love interest. She's we have a lovely. great scene where she falls in the gravy. Oh, and, boy. Oh, oh, she's probably wearing a white T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Of course. What I'm enjoying thinking about right now, and I'm just going to uh-huh. bring you guys into my world, yeah. is that there's a special room at the Conan show mm-hmm. where different ideas like Gravy Boat Lighthouse are considered, and some of them are considered to be not as good as other ones, which are I would, I would go so far as say, say is most of them are considered not very good and, and never get made. Yeah, so. of, of like how mm. much, how much of of the stuff you of the ideas you have, what 
percentage makes it to air? Oh, geez. 20%? Okay. I don't know. I mean, we yeah. we come up with a bunch of stuff. Only some of it gets approved. And then uh, we rehearse a ton of stuff. And less than half of that gets on TV, I would I would say. Because, I mean, um, not, not much of, not a huge percentage of this, the comedy on Conan is, uh, could be, would be described as stupid. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. I mean, where, where it being that sort of, uh, absurd, absurd and just utterly ridiculous. Yeah. It's more like, of an old. Yeah, there's it's a in lot the spirit of, of the old show, more, more so. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely part of what goes on Conan. But there's a lot of t- just totally regular jokes as well on Conan. Um, yeah, I th- it's a fairly traditional talk show. I mean, what makes it, well, my, in my opinion, what makes it better than most is the fact that it has Conan and Andy hmm. being as funny as they are. You know? Yeah, God, so. Conan and Andy are so great. Yeah. I, I, I really, um, I was just thinking about this, uh, I, I was just thinking about this the other day. And i i got in I got in trouble for writing it on Twitter with the comedy nerds, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking about how much, uh, not just how much I I love Andy Richter, which I do. I think he's just brilliantly hilarious. But how much I love what Andy Richter brings to Conan as a show. Oh, absolutely. Um, which is that I think that I think Conan is as brilliant. Uh, as brilliant a joker as there could be mm-hmm. like you see you see the wheel when he's in conversation with someone you can see those wheels flying in his head yeah how can i make this funny yeah. and he will say something that is funny that i could never have imagined thinking of mm-hmm. and and it will shock me like yeah. it won't just shock me that he thought of it in that moment it will shock me because it is so Sharp and funny, yeah. and he has and the fastest all, brain you'll ever yeah you know, encounter. That is amazing to me. That is totally amazing to me. And you know, Andy is also a really brilliantly funny guy. But I would say that mm-hmm. if if Conan has a weakness as as a talk show host, it's that he can feel um, he can feel like he is not confident in his abilities, or like he's mm-hmm. he's flailing or trying too hard, or worried that he's not. Uh, landing things or he can go into his too deeply into his bag of tricks to the point where instead of feeling like charming self-deprecation it feels like he's not confident in his ability to host the show and i think his yeah i think his standards for what he considers to be funny are so high that if he's not getting constant gales of laughter (laughs) he's like well something's wrong it's like well no you've been (laughs) <laughs> You've been super hilarious, yeah. You know, several times. Allow, already. allow just, yourself just the relax. occasional B plus. Yeah, exactly. Just and, chill, chill out and let you know. Let you know the the celebrity be a little boring if they are or whatever. And, and I think and, what's you know. great. I think what's great about having Andy Richter there is that since they have such a natural and pleasant rapport mm-hmm. of being, you know, genuine friends, they. Um, and and that really and, and their relationship on camera really reads on camera. Um, I think Andy really grounds Conan uh, on the show yeah. in a way that that I really missed when Andy wasn't on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Conan um, was also brilliant w- without Andy Richter, and I don't 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 get me wrong. 
Um, but there, but with him, it it really feels like a stronger show. Like the the pair of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, yeah, Andy has an uncanny ability to just jump in with one liners that are that are always hilarious. And and there's something about and there's something about um and there's something about Conan turning over to Andy and Andy being a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like when you're when you're broadcasting yeah. part of your challenge is always remembering that you're talking to people right. and not talking to a crowd of 100,000 that you're talking to individual people on mm-hmm. the other side of and trying to get that intimacy and it's especially hard when you're trying to do comedy, and so you want to have an audience, a lot of people there, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to be able to tell what's funny and perform for laughs. So it's hard to get that balance, those two things together, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so having someone there that you have a personal connection with, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And Andy is very much himself on camera, and I get the feeling he doesn't particularly, like, care if there's a... a a down moment or, or if, if, <laughs> if, if he's, you know, he's more than happy to let things be more organic and, and kind of go with the flow. And, uh, you know, he'll sometimes he'll just shrug and go like, I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> he's, he's a, per- you know, yeah, exactly. He's a real person and that does ground everything. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and also, I mean, as long as we're talking about things that are great about Andy, I've uh, noticed his Max FunCon t-shirt on the Conan show a couple of times, so God bless oh, him for hey. that. Oh, oh I didn't great. know that. <laughs> Only in those, you know, they sometimes they'll show a, a picture from uh, rehearsals. And yeah, yeah. Right. I'll be like, hey, oh, there's Andy's Max FunCon t-shirt. Nice. Anyway. That's good. Isn't that nice? He's a good guy. Isn't that fun? When's yeah. coming back? Jordan's Jeez, fucking obsession. Well, we had yeah, Brian and, Sack on this show. I yeah. think Jordan talked about Shuverine for an hour. And it turns out it's not even the character he played. Yeah. Uh, I think I, 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 I shit between being upset with that and FedEx Pope. <laughs> FedEx Pope we could bring back. Brian McCann yeah. still works on the show. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's a, there was sort of an intentional leave, leaving behind of most of the sure. uh, late night with Conan O'Brien stuff. I mean, I, I mean we still, we've done a couple of Triumph things, and Masturbating Bears made a couple of appearances. But, uh, well, yeah, those, are your, those it, are your aces in the hole. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and of course, Larry Bud Melman. You've done a couple things. With We've Larry done a couple. Bud yeah, Melman. you know, we do top ten lists almost every night. Now. <laughs> right. no, no one has called. No one has called us out Nobody's, on it. Yet. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Can I ask you guys a question about top ten lists? Yes, yeah. sure. Um, would it kill David Letterman <laughs> to try a little bit when he reads those? <laughs> Does he? Not? I haven't watched him in a while. I mean, he, he, he used to be one of my favorite. Here's the thing. Talk show. I, I, let me say this about David Letterman. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am I am on record as thinking that David Letterman is not just the greatest American talk show host or the greatest American entertainer, but mm. the greatest American. <laughs> he is the greatest American. I think I think that I, David I Letterman is probably better than Martin Luther King Jr. Wow, um, and has done more for this country. Definitely funnier. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. That's Maybe yeah. I'm a racist. Right, David Letterman's well, funnier. You're definitely racist. I am. A that racist. may be a racist statement. Yeah. Um, okay, so I couldn't, I could not love David Letterman more. Right. Okay. But you I, don't feel that he's putting any... Uh... I think he, and as much as I love, as much as I love Conan and uh, Andy and the Conan show, I love David, I couldn't, I, I love David Letterman more than I love my own mother. But David Letterman could not be less interested in the top 10 list. Right. Like, just don't do it. Like, <laughs> he probably feels he has to at this point. I know, but he... 
but then the other choice would be just deliver them like they're jokes. Right. Like, don't just be like, eh, no, no, no. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I think that the reason that they have those celebrity top ten lists so he readings have to say is it. so yeah. he doesn't have to say it. Right. And I think <laughs> it's one of those things where the producers are like, Dave hates this so much that it would be better to have Derek Jeter. <laughs> right. Mitt Romney. Mitt Venus Romney Williams. would be better at telling these jokes right. than David Letterman. The real question to me about the David Letterman show is, can't we just get can't we just change the format of the David Letterman show and just make it so that it's just Charlie him? Rose. <laughs> so it's just Charlie Rose. That's what I want, yeah. Or just yeah. him and him and Regis do twenty minutes of panel and then right. some celebrities come on. Right. With him and Regis. Right. Regis can stick around. He I see Regis as his new sidekick. Yeah. I mean That'd Paul awesome. can uh, Paul can stick around. I like Paul too, but um well, Paul's not really a sidekick. He's I mean he chimes in once in a while, but not nearly as much as no. Andy does. No, no. Paul's yeah. a Paul's He's the band leader. Paul's the band leader, and he yells different stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important. He, he does. does, he, does. Important. he does repeat words yeah. <laughs> from time to time that David says. You know, yeah, David. A fun game to play if you ever watch the if you ever get the chance to watch the Late Show with David Letterman is uh, is is Paul Schaefer trying to be funny? <laughs> because I think Paul Schaefer. You know, Paul Schaefer didn't get that job accidentally. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Schaefer, you know, um, has a long and proud comedy history. Oh, yeah. Um, and T- Tied to SNL. Tied to SNL. And the, uh, he was in Spinal Tap. The Toronto Second City, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, produced Gilda Radner's first out, al- produced Gilda Radner's first and maybe only album. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, uh, you know, helped create the Blues Brothers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, of course, the Blues Brothers 2000. And and I think sometimes maybe he doesn't get the credit he could for the things that he says that are funny on purpose because he's obviously insane. Right. (laughs) Like, clearly, Paul Schaefer's insane. So you think a lot of what he says gets unintentional... Well, here's the thing. Like, I think that he does say a lot of things on purpose that are funny, that he doesn't get credit for saying them on purpose that are funny. Right. Right. However, he's also definitely saying some things not on purpose that are funny. (laughs) That are also funny. So then that gets, yeah, it gets murky. Yeah. So I think it's a murky territory. I think it's just a fun game to play while you're watching, sort of like homeless or hipster, where you try and guess whether someone's a hipster or a homeless person. Right. You know what I mean? Did he mean yeah. for that to be funny? Yeah, or does right. he just or did he just hear something and he wasn't paying attention so he decided to just yell <laughs> it back? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, ah, "Cincinnati." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That seems to be his his primary role is is shouting stuff back that has already been said. <laughs> that is pretty funny though. I enjoy it when he does Cincinnati. it. I got to admit. But the great part on the, I mean, the the funniest thing, the funny thing on the Letterman show at this point is when Letterman just complains about something for fifteen. I minutes. agree. Mm-hmm. When he tells a story, yep. yeah, and it's just him being bitter and and angry. It's fucking hilarious. Or when Regis comes on and he just Dead yells Letterman at Regis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember when Richard Simmons used to be that 
to the Letterman show. Like right. when Richard, does, does he still do that? I don't know. I guess I don't watch it. But regularly. here's the thing: yeah. Charles but, Groden back in oh yeah, sure, eighties. He's a lot of famously hilarious. contentious relationships. But Regis is genuinely very funny. I think. I think on yeah. when Regis, when Regis, when Letterman and Regis are yelling at each other, I'm always impressed at how funny Regis is. Like mm-hmm. I, I never thought of Regis as a funny person. I guess because I didn't really watch Regis. Right. Um, That's another example of, of is he trying to be funny or is he just funny because of how he sounds and, and how, yeah, how he Yeah, is. I mean, I think Oh, he, you mean the, uh, it's the John Lovitz principle. <laughs> John Lovitz is funny. No, no, John Lovitz I'll, I'll is funny. The, I, no, no, I will too, sure. <laughs> no, just, I mean, there's no doubt that John Lovitz he's is funny. such a character, you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. What, yes, what am I laughing at what here? You do have to like, you do have to think about it pretty hard. Like, what am I laughing at here? Right, right, right. Um, but I've I've watched a few uh, in my in my travels. I have had occasion to watch morning television and have watched a few episodes of the Regis show, mm-hmm. which I guess is no longer going to be the Regis show. And uh, I found both Regis and Kelly Ripa to be genuinely funny. Really, I found them. Yes, huh. I was surprised by that. I, I have am to surprised say, by that as well. Uh, but I found that now the content of the program I found to be abhorrent. Right, it just execrable, just the worst, most pandering, awful things. And right. so it's a, it's hard to watch. A lot I mean, of war, a lot of War on Christmas segments. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that. A lot of War on Christmas. The the uh, the apolitical version of that though, okay, like, sure. is your. Uh, th- I was listening to uh, our friend Julie Klausner's uh, podcast the other day, and she was talking about a segment on the Today Show about whether your makeup has gone bad. Mm, sure. I mean, like food? Like, food yeah. goes like, bad? Like, can you get makeup poisoning? Like is that you, the, she, that said, the she said the premise like is if, if, your, if your makeup smells really different, maybe you shouldn't put it on your eyes. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's the kind of content that we're talking about, only maybe a little more vacuous. Yeah. Right. Uh, however... Is your pussy tight enough for your husband? However, I will say... <laughs> I will say that both Kelly Ripa and I... I I mean Regis has been doing it for a bajillion years mm-hmm. and I just assume there must be some reason that he was still doing it at age 97 you know besides right. just you know there must be some reason that they that they had hadn't pushed him out until now <laughs> you know what I mean right. but uh Kelly Rip I figured maybe she's just the lady you right. know cuz I've seen the Today show none of them are funny you right. know what I mean but Kelly Rip is pretty funny I mean, she's not like she's not Ellen DeGeneres. She's well, she not a comedian, the, she but she's the pretty funny. Of, uh, what Kathy Lee Gifford, right? Who's Back not in the funny? Day. Yeah. she's not funny. But she, but she had like spunk, for want of a better word. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Nuts. She's she's colorful, right? But she she's she was more of a weird nut job, <laughs> an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah but but <laughs> weird, yeah, weird, a weird morning drunk. <laughs> but uh, but Kelly Ripa makes jokes. And they're pretty funny. I don't believe you. No, it's totally true. All right. I'm totally not making it up. And so does Regis. Regis is more... Regis is definitely more... Um, uh, Regis is... De- I mean, it's weird. It's definitely weird because what they're talking about is so horrible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to separate the fact that they're doing that they're doing a segment about, you know, the... The ten holiday, the ten best values in holiday toys that could poison your children. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. But are um, spanks racist? I would. Li- I would enjoy. I would enjoy more shows where someone who is as brilliantly good at being funny and talking 
as uh, as is David Letterman yep. gets to be funny and talk to other people who are funny and talking. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have to say that one of the things I like the most about Conan, uh, the Conan show, is the really impressive commitment to uh, booking uh, meritorious and entertaining guests. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, they're, the volume of uh, the volume of hot television actresses with nothing to say right. is very low on the Conan show. Um, yeah, that's true. He usually wants to interview people who have a little something going on. Yeah, but I mean, there, there really is a big difference. Or, or McDonald, which is great. <laughs> I mean, there really I mean, Norm McDonald. Oh, no, never. I watched Norm McDonald's stand-up special recently. Norm McDonald has stuff going on. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, when I, I, when I said stuff going on, I meant, I, I meant like has... Mental stuff has going a, on. A, a light on in the attic. Yeah, gotcha. exactly, yes. exactly. I mean, there is... I thought you meant projects. There is definitely. I mean, I think anytime you anytime you have one of those shows, you will have a certain number of uh, uh, television, you know, sexy television actresses that are just sexy television actresses and they, don't have. They can be dumb as as hell. Man. Yeah, um, or or sexy television actors. Um, they can be dumb as hell. Uh, <laughs> but I I am off. I I am genuinely impressed at the booking on that show because if you look at if you look at the other options, I mean, the reality is that when you is that there, when you're in that position, you don't always have access to the A list. Um, right. Then your choices are you can just grab whatever uh, whatever is the most famous person you have access to, right? Or you can get Patton Oswalt, right? And Conan does a great job of getting Patton Oswalt. You know, when you get to uh, the B's and C's. Pat Oswalt's on the show next week, and that is, ab- and I want to make it clear that it's absolutely no slight to Pat Oswalt, but he is mm-hmm. a guy who is a television star and is in movies and uh, is, but is not a movie star, right? Yeah, and I, w- I would agree. Yeah, and but is brilliantly funny and mm-hmm. entertaining guy. Right and yeah. not a sexy actress. Whereas, like I don't know, just some person from CSI, whatever. Right, some lady from CSI, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it's unlikely to see on the Conan show, and that's usually one of those circumstances that you were talking about before, where uh, Conan might feel like he's got to delve into his bag of his bag of tricks because he knows how dull the you know yeah. CSI whatever actress is. So. Yeah, and then shit gets really crazy, <laughs> and shit gets really crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, and, and sometimes it ends up being him talking more than the. You sure. Know, if they're yeah, yeah. if they're really a dud, yeah, he's running around the stage. <laughs> he's gesticulating wildly. Yeah, he's right. making himself into a human puppet. Yeah, he's right. doing human puppet moves. He's doing voices. Oh yeah. He's doing origami. <laughs> sure. Um, Andre, is there any, is there anything in the realm of Gravy Boat Lighthouse that you've that that you feel like got... Andre, look, we've had a lot of fun talking about a lot of topics, but sure. let's get back let's to get, but Let's Boat focus Lighthouse. here. Is there anything like in that vein that didn't get on the show that you feel like you still wish would have? Like, is there any, like a premise or a pet project that, that you wish would have been? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've pitched that never got... Uh, we will produce a, a, it. We'll, yeah, we'll put it up. We'll give it. We'll give it. We'll put it up. We'll even, put it on I, stage and see if it flies. I can't even think right now of what what that would be. 
I have to go back into my all my uh, notebooks and emails and stuff and see. No, I mean it, it, to answer your question, I, I there's no one thing where I'm like, if only they would have let me make, you know. Space turtle, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Turtle. I don't know. Um, hey, you know what? Turtle. Space turtle is is a good enough answer for me. Yeah, man, I fucking. How did he get up there? Actually, Gamera was a space turtle, wasn't? Oh, no, sure, <laughs> That's a really yeah. good point. So, yeah. Gamera. <laughs> Wait, what's his thing? G- Gamera loves all Gamera. children. Was that what his thing? was? I think his catchphrase is like. I think the thing with Gamera is that Gamera can summon children. That's all. Or he can be summoned by children. Excuse me. Oh, that's right. Okay. The children have the power to. Yeah, Gamera loves all children. Okay. Yeah, this, there you go. This giant space turtle with flames jetting out of its uh, yeah. armholes. And he flies loves by. All children. He flies by spinning. Gamera is the friend of all children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gamera was uh, a well, Godzilla want... knockoff, a giant turtle. That's he's, me he's... explaining Gamera. He gives you a lot of advocacy, advocacy groups for kids. He's mm-hmm. very, yeah, such a champion. Sure, he he lets children climb on his back and fly away from abusive situations. Away from, he'd have a lot to say about this whole Sandusky situation. I think he would. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Where where were you then, Gamera? Where were you? Probably fighting some (laughs) right giant reptile. Yeah, I know. Time to prioritize, Gamera. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andre Dubuchet, Count of the Cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a sponsor this week. It's our friends at MakePixelArt.com. Yes, who now have an app. Yes, it's available in the App Store for your internet phone, information phone, or your Android communications appliance. It's a great way to make pixel art. On the go. That's a good point. You can do it on the go. Let's say let's say I'm a Cuban drug runner, Jordan. And for, just for shits, let's say. Sure. And uh, I'm on a cocaine delivery. I'm in my cigarette boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on my way from Cuba to a port just south of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the urge to draw a picture of Scarface. Uh, in the style of a Super Nintendo character. Mm-hmm. Uh, this app would let you do that. Thank right? God, Andre. Thank God. Anyway, in the App Store or whatever, makepixelart.com. Uh, nothing on the, uh, nothing on the uh, Jumbotron this week. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, mm-hmm. it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We will make your announcement. 100 bucks for a personal announcement, 200 for a commercial announcement. And... Um, I would like to make an announcement. Please. Um, after last week's show, I got a lot of uh, thoughtful emails and uh, uh, comment cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I got a lot of thoughtful notes and a lot of folks uh, posted on the forum and sent me Twitters and uh, all this different stuff. So I want to thank all those folks. And I also want to thank uh, the folks who have uh, sent us nice Christmas cards and mm. holiday cards. Yes, thank you. Um, it's always nice to get holiday cards from listeners. We always We always get a... Uh, uh, our fair share I'd say more than our fair share Probably our fair share yeah. would be zero Yeah, we should not be getting <laughs> any <laughs> it's That's probably, the amount you, you feel you deserve is zero Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah it's unreasonable for us to expect We deserve to someone, to be, someone to sneak into our house And tear up the Christmas cards we've gotten from family members Yeah I, I think that in a just world 
I will say that um, I will say that we did get one Christmas card today, a uh, very thoughtful card, like a particularly thoughtful card mm-hmm. uh, that was addressed to Jesse, Teresa, Jordan, Coco, Sissy, and Bug. Uh, Bug being your cat, mm-hmm. Coco and wow. Sissy being my dog, which was incredibly exhaustive in mm-hmm. its exclusion of my baby son Simon. <laughs> All right, my cat outranks your baby. <laughs> I know. Yes. Um, but in, in all sincerity, thank you very much to everyone who's uh, sent us holiday cards mm-hmm. and, and thoughtful notes and uh, all, all, all that different stuff. It is, it is very much appreciated. Um, and we will be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andre Dubuche, count of the cheeseburgers. <laughs> Are you regretting your nickname? Yes, I am. That's great. <laughs> I think it's a really what, good what, nickname. But I'm I mean, sticking with it. Yeah, no, I'm you committed. should. Sure, please. Uh, what what uh, what what qualifies you to be Duke of the Cheeseburgers? Well, he's been watching a lot of Downton Abbey lately, and he's sure. been hungry. I eat, I eat too many cheeseburgers, frankly. <laughs> By the way, I interviewed three of the cast members of Downton Abbey, and it was awesome. Hey, which ones? Uh, I interviewed uh, the uh, Earl of Grantham, mm-hmm. the boss of the whole show. Sure. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Anna. That's Mr. Bates's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, and <laughs> Mr. Bates. It, yeah, exactly. Mr. Bates. And I, she says it. She does. She totally does. And I interviewed uh, Matthew. That's uh, the heir apparent. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what, what show Downtown Abbey is. Uh, Downton Abbey is Downton. the best show. It's the best show. Oh, how, yeah. how come I haven't watched it then? Uh, I got to watch uh, the show. It's a, okay. It's a it's a it's a it's a PBS thing. It's on Netflix. Okay, and it is. It's, is it currently uh, on? Or it's, is it's it... very. It's super duper. Well, I don't know what's the what's the TV status of it, Jesse. It is uh, the second series has already aired in the UK on ITV and is going to air on uh, PBS's Masterpiece in January. Um, so I can start DVRing it in January. Yeah, in fact, okay. you can. Uh, yes, exactly, and you can watch uh, if you have Netflix Instant. You can watch the first season there. You can also watch it on PBS.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch it on uh, Amazon streaming. Uh, I Go was on. told uh, you can also. We should be getting money for this <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Once can... again, that's Downton Abbey. Yeah, from those from those dirty money bags at PBS. I know, right? Um, you can also uh, you can also uh, they're they're going to do a marathon of it. Uh, on uh, PBS before, oh, of the first season before they I'll search the for that season. get your bros get what? your wings order some pizza <laughs> fuck yeah man um, get some wangs okay I here's wangs. can I, can I make it a it funny show is it a drama is it's a little bit funny but it's a drama okay here's my observation about Downton Abbey um, I don't want to say this is a failing of it but here's maybe a way that it's not I don't even want to say not art, but here's just a thing I've noticed about it that I think is yeah. kind of funny. So it's about um, it's about like a big manor house in Britain, and 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 modernism is on the way. The Titanic just sunk, and you know they're, mm. they've got a telephone for the first time, and and cars, and their and you know their their social structure is is constantly in flux, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> people, but people will just literally say that, like so, like two women will be talking, Our and they're social like structure is in flux. They'll say like. Yeah. They'll say like 
boy, things sure are changing for women, and not because we've got the vote. Like they'll like, and the, they have this new heir that's coming to the to the manor, and uh-huh. he's like, they'll probably want me to have servants, but that's just not me. Like they'll just literally say right. what the theme of the show. That is, is. what but is expected s- of someone of my station right. in this day and age. But However, I've got a different. But I've got a yeah. different opinion. But they're yeah. really slick about it. I mean, they're not like it, you're you're overselling how. Hmm. I feel like I've gotten a few laughs because of how blatantly they say it. Like, mm. but, okay, well, but it's it's a it's a it's a delight. Yeah, it's a it's a, this is a delightful program. It is it's definitely um uh it's definitely a it's definitely what what my wife would call juicy, <laughs> uh, which okay. is to say that it's very it's very slightly soapy, right? Um, but it is the best I. <laughs> I have never liked something that w- could be described that way before. Um, and so, except for arguably Sports Night. Sure. Um, and so... Uh, sports Night-esque. Yeah, so this is... A lot is, of walk and talk. Huh. Um, so this is, this is easily the best cost, period costume drama uh, of this type I have ever seen. Okay. Um, and it's just delightful. Anyway, uh, I, asked, uh, I asked the dudes... Uh, uh, if they've ever uh, wanted to uh, make out with Mr. Bates. <laughs> um, and they thought that was cool. So that was cool. That was pretty much my triumph of my life <laughs> is when I asked Oh, yeah, that. Mr. Bates is great. Um, oh, wait, do I have any more observations about Downton Abbey? I have one important thing oh, to sure. say, uh, which is that uh, one really funny thing about uh, Downton Abbey is that the guy who uh, created Downton Abbey uh, recently became uh, recently became a member of the House of Lords mm-hmm. uh, and is a Tory uh, and is kind of a dick. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, so, like, one of the funny things about uh, Downton Abbey is that it's better if, like, I think people who live in England and who have that context for the show, it's also a big hit show there, mm-hmm. um, it, it is colored by the fact that this guy actually apparently seems to at least to some extent believe in... Uh, the aristocracy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, like the show is really not uh, really pro aristocracy. It's um, it's not anti aristocracy, but it's not mm. pro. Um, and uh, uh, but if you could see how you could in- certainly interpret it as pro aristocracy, aristocracy, if you went into it with the knowledge that the uh, that the creator of the show had just recently <laughs> been made a Tory uh, a Tory member of the House of Lords. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, um, let's go to the call. There's not as much interclass getting it getting it on as I would like. Uh, I would like there to be a little more interclass getting it on. Well, there's some. I'm not going to tell you anything about season the two. Oh, yeah, sure. Those maids need to get stupped. <sighs> there are some very beautiful uh, daughters of the aristocracy in this sure. television program. I will tell you. Holy mackerel. They need to bathe each other more. That's what I think. <laughs> there needs to be more sibling bathing. I'll tell you, um, uh, I saw some pictures of um, when I was researching uh, the actress who plays Anna, uh, mm-hmm. who is a housemaid on the show, mm-hmm. um, and is sort of, she is sort of the, um, uh, the virtuous female semi... It's a huge ensemble cast, but mm-hmm. in a way she's the romantic lead of the, at least of the downstairs cast, the servant cast. Um and she is very, very plain on the mm. show. Um, saw her in uh, real life, like doing television appearances. Uh, extremely beautiful. That is a big surprise. Yeah, like it, it was one of the first people I had ever seen uh, who looked less beautiful 
on television than they did in real life. Right. It sort of shook me to my core, frankly. Turned everything upside down. Yeah. And it wasn't like she wears like a big fake nose on TV. They just right. make her look really plain. Like it's not like she gained a bunch of weight like, you know, Charlize right. Theron or whatever. You know, she doesn't wear she doesn't wear like a, you know, fake lesions. <laughs> right. Okay, look, when something momentous happens to you, we ask that you give us a call and share it with us at 206-9844-FUN for momentous occasions. Let's see what you got, folks. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Heather in San Francisco, and I have a momentous occasion. So tonight I worked um, it, catering for an event. It was um, a, the holiday party of an Internet company that I'm uh, not going to name, and MC Hammer showed up about two hours into the party. Was it beans or flues? Which do you guys think it was? <laughs> beans. I don't know what you're talking about. What does that, that even mean? Or yeah. flues. Well, they're the inter- internet uh, alternate currencies. Beans and flues. <laughs> I have no idea what, that re- what that's a reference to. One of them had Whoopi Goldberg as its spokesperson. Beans and flues. They both <laughs> is, were spelled with a Z. What does this have to do with pets.com? <laughs> <laughs> to just kind of hang out with the DJ... And he was up there for maybe 45 minutes or an hour, and halfway through his time up there with them, the DJ played a Flo Rida um, dance mix or, like, medley or whatever you want to call it, and um, Hammer decided that the appropriate thing to do would be to freestyle over it. Um, And also he did perform too legit to quit. Okay, that's all. Bye. Well, at least wow. we know what song uh, from his catalog Hammer chooses to do at corporate appearances. <laughs> Too legit to yeah. quit. As he, if to underscore. You think he throws the, the name of the company in there somewhere so that everybody applauds? You know who else is too legit to quit? Yeah. Beans. Pets.com. Flues. Yeah. <laughs> Flues.com. The alternate currency just for the internet. Hmm. You can use it as a consumer incentive. Or you could use dollars, <laughs> which you can Is that really a move. thing? Do they try and get there to be like... Oh, yes. Huh. Wow. I didn't make that up. Yeah. I didn't make that, that up any more than I made up fogdog.com. Oh, I remember that. What was webvan.com? Fogdog.com, for some reason, <laughs> sold sporting goods. Jeez, you have an uncanny memory for this. Yeah, I'm from San Francisco, so I, wow. I, was, right in the, I was right in the thick of Web 1.0. Right. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and awesome guests. Uh, calling with a momentous occasion. Uh, I work in an Indiana factory plant where we build trucks, American-built trucks. I like listening to your podcast while we're building our trucks. And while I was cracking up, I accidentally slid my hand up into a horrible machine and crunched the crap out of myself. But in retrospect, still totally worth it. Thanks for being hilarious. Oh my God. Wow. I thought this was going to be the beginning of a lawsuit. Yeah. Geez. We're the reason that the Chevrolet Corvair is unsafe at any speed. That's <laughs> um, good to know that we, we can speak to the Rust Belt. Crunched the I also crap I like that. Yeah. No, it means a lot. It's like we got a, we got a Laverne and Shirley audience sure, out there. Sure. We're not just West Coast elitists. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not just rich Hollywood Jews. <laughs> I wonder what factory is letting their employees listen to podcasts. Li- listen to funny podcasts as they're working yeah. with dangerous machines. I like to think they just pipe it through. It's, it's just playing in the loudspeakers in the yeah, whole place. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That'd be awesome. Jordan, hmm. 20 free T-shirts for the first factory with uh, 20 or more employees 
that can document them playing an entire episode of Jordan Jesse Go over the loudspeaker. Great. Sure. 20 free t-shirts. Do it. Great. Do it. Done and done. I hope it's an ice cream factory. Greenlit. <laughs> we already know that the ice cream factory plays Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, yeah. Sure. In Denver. There you go. Huh. Sweet action. Hey, Jordan, Jessica, this is Jess in North Carolina with a momentous occasion. Um, I was just at work, and one of my coworkers was talking about all the drama in her relationship and <laughs> ultimatums of moving in and all sorts of stuff. And I said, I said to her, listen, next year is the presidential election, so why don't you save your drama for Barack Obama? And it went over great. So... I'm starting that catchphrase thanks to Jordan. Thanks, guys. Bye. Technically, Jordan started that catchphrase. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Well, when did I say that? I think you invented Obama drama. Really? Huh. Well, good for... I was applauding that I thought that guy was just calling to brag about something funny he said, and I was on board. I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny, guy. That was me? Yeah, I think oh, you invented Obama drama. Huh. So you made up the phrase, save your drama for Obama? I hope I did. Yeah, well, Man, I should fucking t-shirt that shit. Right now. Jeez, I probably... Huh. I think it was in, in lieu of baby mama drama. Huh. Right. Obama wow. drama. Okay. Can so. I just say that um, uh, if you're going to have a slightly gay manner of speech, mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool to have a southern accent, too. You sound really cool. He sounded I, cool, yeah. I don't know if that guy... I don't, I'm not going to say that that guy was a gay guy. Because I also have been known to be have a slightly you never know. of speech, but can't, um, can't judge a book by its. But if voice. you're, but 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 if you're if you're gonna have a little bit of that in there, it's fun sure. to have a southern accent. It really makes it cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? It's, you sound very respectable, it, yeah, with the southern accent. Well, well, you you really sound like you'd make a fun best friend. Yes, <laughs> right? Like someone you would really like to dish with. <laughs> Get okay. a mint julep. A designing yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is my fourth try, but I have to tell you, I had the most amazing, momentous occasion just now. She's tried to have a momentous occasion four <laughs> times. What do you do? Just get drunk and go down to the docks? Sure. <laughs> see what happens. I ride public transit here in Los Angeles, and I just got off the bus in Koreatown. Okay, well, we figured out what she does sure. to try and have a momentous occasion. First, she rides public transit in Los Angeles. Second, she gets off the bus in Koreatown. Yeah. Is your momentous occasion eating pho? <laughs> And right before I got off the bus, a bald homeless lady wearing a wedding dress got on the bus, and she sat down right next to me, and she started proclaiming her love for one of the other bus passengers. And I think he might have been some kind of social worker because he seems to know her, but he obviously was a person who possessed a home himself. So I don't know what the story was. But he rejected her love, and she was pretty sad, and then I had to get off the bus. Thanks for the show, guys. 
Bye. That lady was having so much fun. <laughs> I like how she ended. Thanks for the show, guys. <laughs> I can't believe I just said all that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's a good one. That's good. Bald, crazy lady in a wedding dress. Yeah. It's always good. Sure. I don't know. Wedding dress outside of a wedding is like is like it. That's like I mean quintessential crazy right, lady. Right. Like that is I think the number one thing. If you're a lady and want to signify that you're crazy. Wedding dress Ooh. at inappropriate times. Yes. Well, what about a birdcage with no bird in it? That's good. Or the bird skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. But I would say that, yeah, I mean, that's that you can do that if you want to. But, I mean, cut to the chase. Just wear your wedding dress, you know? If you're looking to save the world, I'm crazy. Can I make a, a recommendation to everybody out there in the audience? This is just based on my recent experience. Mm-hmm. You should watch Airplane again. That's a good movie. Yeah. That shit is fucking hilarious. Absolutely. Holds up. It is weird how much it holds up, right? Yeah, it's one of those movies that, like... its sense of humor is more in, in sync with what uh, comedy is like today than it was in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. It, I, feel, I feel like it's one of those movies that you lump in with the dad comedies that, like, your dad loves mm-hmm. that, you know, just don't, don't hold up at all. Like, if you watch Caddyshack right now, uh, you will f- find lots of great things to appreciate, mm-hmm. and you will understand why uh, people for whom it was a touchstone in their adolescence, you'll understand absolutely why. But? Uh, but it will not be that good of a movie. No, I agree. I, agree. Um, I, find the, I find the same thing about the Blues Brothers, personally. Oh, well, I watched the Blues Brothers the, last night, oh, actually. <laughs> I really liked it. All right. That's, that I, was one of my I favorite say, comedies growing up. I think that, um, I think that it helps that um, I really, really enjoy the musical performances because that's my oh, favorite yeah. kind of music. I think if you, that didn't mean anything to you... Mm-hmm. Um, it is good music, yeah. I think that that might, you know... It's sort of like for like a lot of like if it was like if it was all your favorite comedians and then also in between like oh here's the Who and the Beatles right or something like that. Right. I you know I used to I used to have a big uh, a big uh, aversion to those movies that were like important comedies but didn't hold up. I got I was mm-hmm. like I didn't want to watch them for a while. There was one, I'm like I, why would I waste my time? But I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like I'm. I've been watching more of those now, and like, like I had a lot of fun rewatching Animal House recently, and I think that's definitely one of those. I think that holds up. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I. No, it doesn't. It's boring. That's I, what I thought. It's boring. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it. In a long no, time. no. You know, and yeah, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, there's a lot. You know, it's just like the college movie that right. has been duplicated. You know. 30, 40 times. Right. But, and yeah, and there are like eight hilarious things in it. Um, I, watching uh, Airplane, mm-hmm. I watched Airplane a couple nights ago on Netflix Instant, and um, I was laughing like an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was, la- like, there are a couple of stretches of, like, there's a Saturday Night Fever parody that I, is was a little bit boring to me mm-hmm. that was maybe five minutes long. Um there, I mean, there's a couple of scenes that there's maybe three or four scenes total that are obviously a parody of something that I didn't see. <laughs> right. Um, but really only like three or four. And even those have a couple of great jokes in them. And then everything else that happens is like mind-bendingly hilarious. Just really funny. I mean, I guess I just like jokes. And it's the sheer quantity of jokes they cram into that movie. Sure. Yeah. Which is why it's a more of a modern... Uh, so many jokes. Yeah. I mean, I even found myself laughing a lot at... I, I even found myself laughing a lot at the guy answering the phone at the Mayo Clinic in front of a wall of jars of mayonnaise. <laughs> 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 and then 
he says, when the guy says, <laughs> then the secretary, he's talking to the male, when the guy is, is talking to the male clinic and uh, the guy says, um, uh, uh, you've got, um, uh, God, some, oh shit, I can't remember. And then he ends up, <laughs> he, 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 he ends up saying, uh, I'll take, uh, uh, oh, me, his secretary breaks in and says, uh, you've got Mr. Ham on line five. And uh, he says, all right, uh, I'll, take, I'll take Ham on five and hold the mayo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is the stupidest thing in history. <laughs> um, I knew a girl once who was just talking to me about growing up and she's like, Oh, my dad always did the funniest thing where he said, Oh, I've got a drinking problem. And then he'd splash the water right. on himself. And then I said, Oh, like an airplane. And she's like, what? So her dad got it from airplane, but never told her it was from a movie. Uh, like, was she he, the... Yeah. I felt bad. I felt like I was, I was like calling her dad out. Right. Without ever uh, having met him. Oh, that is really right. funny too. But, I had... but then again, what kind of a you know kind of a jerk like appropriates? A I know jerk from somebody's got to take that. Pretends that it's his. I know somebody's oh, got to take that. Dad, guy that's to what school. a dad, Andre. That's what a dad does. No, you're looking at this I'm like serious. A, dads do that. <laughs> you dads should be sued jokes. for plagiarism. Dads do jokes from their favorite movies and then they give their kid a hug. But then they say, "Ah, that's from my favorite movie." What oh, I just said is not something I made up. My it's mom, something I'm repeating from. My <laughs> my mom has been declaring various days Irving R. Feldman's birthday because she loves a thousand clowns mm-hmm. s- since well before I had ever seen a thousand clowns. With no, in fact, my mom's whole life is just a string of things that only she remembers that right. she's alluding to. That essentially she has gone past the thing that Jordan is explaining like at this point they are her original jokes because whatever it's a reference to only she can think of right and it's so crazy sounding that it seems like it must be original humor right so there you go flanders and swan is something she likes to make allusions to a comedy duo of the 1950s maybe (laughs) flanders and swan yeah a comedy Uh, album comedy duo yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think well, anyone I guess it does. Was from the 50s, right? We're gonna get emails from Flanders and Swan fans sure. now. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio City. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Andre Dubuchet. Can't say, say it. it. Say it. We know you don't like it. Uh, you got to say it. Say it, Dubuchet. Count of the cheeseburgers. Yay! Um. Okay, here we go. I want to say something. Yeah. Andre Dubuchet is a hilarious guy, and you should buy his album. Sure. He has a comedy album. Thank you. It is called... Naked oh. Trampoline Hamlet. Naked yes. Trampoline Hamlet. Uh, look, if you want to, if you want to sample, if, I say if you want to sample something, you want to get a taste of what Andre Dubouche is all about, you can take a listen to that. Uh, so you've been turned to piece on that old uh, oh, yeah. Sound of Young America. I think it's tremendous. I think it stands up. Thank you. Um, I think it's one of my favorite things that, we've, that has ever been done on Sound of Young America. Uh, I will say, thank An, you. a real favorite of mine. 
Um, and uh, if you like that, I think Andre Debouchet's uh, CD is absolutely uh, worth your time and uh, your eight dollars. It's very absurd it and very profane. I'll say that up front. Uh, sure, you, you can get it on your information tunes. Uh, I I recommend it highly. I think you will enjoy it. I agree. Let it not be said that I did not say that to you. So if you don't listen to it, look, when I told you to eat Satsumas and you did, how did that turn out for you? Fucking tremendous. When I told you to watch Down Abbey and you did, how did that turn out for you? Fucking, Fucking tremendous. tremendous. Andre Dubouchet is your next favorite thing, okay? Jeez. I also want to mention this because I have not mentioned this on Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go, but uh, we are changing the, sound, the name and format of The Sound of Young America. Starting in January, The Sound of Young America will become Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Bullseye. Uh, Bullseye. Same great content plus some new stuff. Um, we're going to be broadcasting the, the whole show, uh, podcasting the whole show every week as an hour. So you will get an hour in your same podcast feed. But I hope that everyone will subscribe who doesn't. Give it a chance if you haven't. Give it another chance if you haven't. Uh, stick with it if you have if you're already a subscriber. Um, we've got lots of cool stuff planned. We've got more stuff from our friends at the AV Club and lots of cool comedy, including stuff from Jordan um, and Casper Hauser. And uh, uh, we're working on something with my brother, my brother and me, and some other cool stuff. I mean, we got a lot of really. We're working really, really, really hard. It's essentially like a relaunch of the show because uh, we really want to make this thing work on public radio stations around the country. So Jordan, Jesse go will be remaining stagnant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It will, it will mostly just be uh, Jordan talking about a video game mm-hmm. and then me saying with your dick out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to even simplify it more. We're going to cut out the, we're going to cut out the time between those things happening. And it's yeah. going to be just that. I mean, I have a mustache now. Yeah, I guess that's something you need. Yeah, I, for the I show. grew kind of a Clark Gable mustache, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big change. Yeah, um, it works for you. No, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so two zero six nine eight four four fun. Our telephone number jjgo at maximumfun.org. Our email address maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. Forum.maximumfun.org is our. Oh shit, we got to pick up tweet of the week, Jordan. Oh sure. Okay, so uh, Andre, here's what happens. Jesse picks a tweet of the week, and then I make small talk with the guest while he's looking. So, yeah, okay. um, a lot of sat, you, lot of Satsuma gonna, tweets this yeah, week. By the way, yet? have I eaten dinner yet? No, I'm gonna probably make some dinner when I get home. Yeah, what do you, what do you think you'll make? Well, I only. So my wife is out of town. Yeah, she's the real chef. Mm. I only know how to make a couple of things. But so what's your specialty? Uh, I like to boil some pasta, and you know, nice. you get buy some a, yeah. jar, a jar of my favorite sauce. Sure, some vodka sauce. I think tonight. That. And then open up a, red, a bottle of red wine and Ooh, nice. uh, watch some, uh, probably watch uh, football highlights or okay. whatever. You know. Uh, you know, I got a, I was given a gift, a bottle of red wine from John Lasseter of Pixar's Whoa. Personal Vineyard. Wow. It was a delicious bottle of wine. Well, and I, I mean, sh- I don't really. Shut know. up. Okay, sorry, tweet of the week. Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Do you know that John Lasseter up. from Pixar has I didn't wine? know he made his own wine. Yeah, and there's no Pixar character on the label. It's just called like Lasseter Vineyards. You'd oh. think the little lamp would be on there or. Buzz and Woody or hmm. something. Would you guys please just shut your pie hole? I like the movies that he. Those he are good. Those are, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I heard Cars Two was a little bit. I never saw the car movies, but, but I do appreciate the rest. Are, I mean, yes. Right. If he puts the same care into his wine, yes, that he does his into movies, his animated entertainment. I was going to give. Uh, I was going to give tweet of the week to uh, this tweet: Jordan Morris and Jesse Thorne. Oh, they're good in anything. 
Uh, oh sure. Hashtag JJ Go, which is Jordan's catchphrase that he's trying to he's trying to expand that out past character actors, mm-hmm. just to just other different stuff. Like, oh, they're great in everything yeah. they do. Yeah. Like yeah. if you said to me, "Oh, my wife's out of town," oh, I would say, "Oh, your wife? She's good in everything." Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, not catching on. Well, that's, that's it is not, creepy. It is not catching on. Yeah, it does. <laughs> People are creeped out by it. It makes no sense. Uh, but uh, that person's uh, Twitter handle is at I skid to a stop. And uh, his avatar is a fixed gear bike with no brakes. <laughs> and as we know, while I am fine with fixed gear bikes, I insist that they have brakes. Um, so that one is. Oh wow! So you're 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 um, you're uh, yeah you're you're that guy is ineligible because of his hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, sorry. Well, because of taunting me with his hobby. Okay, sure. Through his Twitter handle. I mean, okay. it was nice of him to help promote our show. Gotta have standards. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming, to, I'm not bringing my full force down on him because he was nice no. enough to promote sure. our show. He's not community. That's no, sorry, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're not talking about that anymore. Um, I, you know what, I, I am, uh, I am going to give it to. I feel like there's so many Satsuma tweets this week. I have to give it to a Satsuma tweet. So I'm going to give it to at Stephen Merrill. Who said Whole Foods in Man- in Manhattan had Satsumas? So I told my sister that we had to try some because a podcast host told me to. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you, thank you for that. Thank you for everyone who tweets about our show with the hashtag JJGo and tells their friends about our show and um, you know Facebooks about our show, recommends our show to people. That is the only way our our show gets closer to our um, ultimate goal of. Um, do we have a goal? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think having an audience for dick talk is basically it. I mean, I think, yeah, we're, I, mean, I think we're here. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's weird if we're just talking about our dicks here by ourselves. Sure. Um, I, and- I assume, I assume that none of this was being recorded. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was, yeah. It was still fun. It is. It's for, it's for public oh, so consumption. People are listen yeah, to yeah, people okay. will listen to bad, this. All right. Bad news, Andre. Well, fair enough. Yep. We'll, we'll be back next week on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.